In this episode, I talk with Mary Elaine and Brett Baker about building a marriage tool belt, what that's looked like for them, the common challenges that they've faced and how they've solved them, and so much more. This is such an awesome couple interview, and I am so excited for you guys to hear it. So let's just jump right into it. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. I'm your host, Callie, a newcomer on the scene of what is the military spouse life. The military community is a tight-knit, but sometimes tight-lipped one. I hope to pull back the curtain on life as a military spouse to answer the questions that I wish someone would have answered for me, talk about my experiences I've gone through, or talk about the ones that I'm going through right now. I'm always learning new things about this crazy new life and invite you on this journey with me. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome back to Call to Marriage. We are in our series of military marriage boot camp. And so I have brought back Mary Elaine and her husband to talk about the more seasoned military marriage perspective. As you guys know, last week, um, my husband and I celebrated one year wedding anniversary and we reflected back on what one year military marriages look like for us. And so I thought it'd be beneficial to have a more seasoned perspective come on. And so if you guys want to introduce yourself to everyone, let them know um, how long you've been married for, military affiliation, all that fun stuff, that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, babe. Yes. Okay. So um, I'm Mary Lane, as Callie said. and uh, my husband and I have been married for eight, eight years. years now. We just had an anniversary, so I shouldn't be so questionable about <laughs> Um, But we have been living this crazy military life together for over 10 years, 12 years, I believe. So, um, and I grew up in a military family myself. So I was a, a military brat and I have well, we have two children, 10 and six, and we also run a business together called VA USA. Yeah, and my name is Brett Baker, as you said. Uh, I spent 13 years with First Ranger Battalion here in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, I was medically retired about two years ago. So we are currently kind of off the roller coaster and out of the grind. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy to share you know, anything that could possibly be useful to others that are still in the fight. That's awesome. So I think with that, I would love to know, I think on the more positive side about military marriages, what you believe in your experience has been the most rewarding part about being married, specifically being a military marriage couple. Yeah, well, for both of us, I think um, we think of ourselves as a true partnership. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's no secret. Military life is very, very challenging. And I feel like we went through already a lifetime of ups and downs together. And that showed us really our true vulnerable sides of each other. And that is something um, I'm, I feel very grateful for is that we have grieved a lot of losses of lives together. We've said goodbye to many people we love and we have spent many long nights apart, missing out on important life milestones of our children's lives together. Um, And we were both high stress jobs. And I know all of that may sound negative, but it really brought 
brought out the most beautiful parts of our marriage because because of that, we were stripped down to our most vulnerable selves. And I think that is where true intimacy is achieved. True intimacy, a true deep loving relationship involves vulnerability. And you don't know your true vulnerable self and how to be vulnerable with someone else until you go through some very challenging things together. And so I look back and think of that time as a huge blessing because it was able to bring out so much strength in both of us separately and together. Yeah, I think, you know, the army lifestyle is just a massive stress test on your relationship. Um, it won't last forever. Everyone gets out eventually, but um, it will expose any weaknesses that you have. And I think part of building that true partnership is really being deliberate about your marriage. Uh, if it's not a priority and you go through the motions, it's very easy to stay married, especially being gone and busy all the time, but not to actually grow at all. Uh, you know, the military showed us a lot about how we don't want to live our lives and what it looks like for us to be unhealthy together. And it, it takes time. There is absolutely no, um, you know, one tool you can throw in there, but having a life that you're truly sharing together on all aspects takes a lot of deliberate time and communication to achieve. But that's when we've found, you know, the greatest reward, I think, is knowing that I have a partner in life forever. And I look back on our, our stressors in the military, we know that life's not going to be that hard compared to that. And we're going to be just fine when controversy comes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you touched on something really interesting in that it's very easy to hit a plateau and be stagnant and just sort of roll with it mm -hmm. and to sort of accept that. And I, I agree with you hundred percent that a lot of the true intimacy within marriage comes from that growth and comes from facing challenges together and stumbling a little bit and figuring it out together. Cause I think marriage would be so boring if it was just the same all the time. And you, if you didn't grow and challenge the other person. So I think that is a very important aspect that military marriage is able to present is you're faced with a lot of challenges, usually all at the same time. Um, yeah. But it gives you that opportunity. And so we've talked a lot about rewards, but I do want to touch on because I'm not naive to the fact that military marriages do bring a lot of challenges and they bring a lot of struggles. And so I'd love for you to touch on kind of the challenging experiences that I think military marriages can present, especially in your life, but also the tools and resources that you've used to help you get through those, those more challenging seasons. Yeah. So, you know, this one caused us to pause a little bit because we can think about a million little things, right. That mm -hmm. were all challenges throughout the years we've been together. Um, but when we both started thinking about what was kind of the big thing looming over us all the time. And what we both agreed on was that we felt like for a long time, we had very separate lives mm. that, you know, were ships passing in the night and physically on different, uh, in different countries. And um, I would throw myself personally into a lot of other activities and things and keep myself very busy. And if he was home, he would leave that armor right outside the door. You know, he very rarely would come in and bring those stories from work with him, either because he was protecting me 
um, because he couldn't say anything or because it was a choice that he made. So there was this little bit of, of disconnect, I think, that we both yeah. felt. Would mm -hmm. you agree? Yeah, I think it's a pretty big disconnect at certain points and it can get that kind of fissure can get wider, so to speak. And it's just really easy, especially when you have, say, deployments thrown in there. The person who's not deployed takes over both roles, right? You become mm -hmm. the everything. And I'm just overseas kind of like, hey, I'm just over here trying to, to get my job done and come home. And it's all left on her. And, you know, it didn't feel like a partnership during those periods of time. And even when we're home, uh, being gone a lot, coming back from training, it's not like we weren't getting along, but we had our own things going on that didn't seem to kind of mesh together. I had my army life and then I was home, I was home. When I was gone, I was gone. I was just out there doing uh, my job. And, and we just weren't really synchronized in our future and in our present. Um, and one of the things, you know, we can kind of talk some tools. One of the things that really helped us was we started vision casting together. We started really sitting down and saying, what do we want our next three to five years to look like? What goals do we want to attain together? And in what direction are we really going? And uh, that was a big influence on us kind of getting us back in the same boat together and steering in the same direction. And I mean, even casting that vision further, um, what do we want to do? What does life look like for us when maybe our children are grown and out of the house? Mm. And, you know, what are we working towards here? What's the big picture for us? And what do we want our relationship to be like? What um, experiences do we want to have together when all of this, you know, this wild roller coaster ride is over? What do we want to do? Because that's that's the light at the end of the tunnel, right? You know, your life isn't forever here. And um, and so we did that. You know, we actually wrote it out separately and we came together and we shared that um, with each other. And it's a really cool exercise. You'll I learned a lot about, you know, things things that may have surprised me about what he wants to do with his life. And he learned mm -hmm. a lot about my big goals and dreams. And I feel like a lot of times as a spouse, you withhold that. You don't share those things because maybe it's it's too scary to speak them out loud. You're afraid they will never happen. But um, it's a gift to share that with your spouse and and to um, have that support from them as well. Um, another tool, um, you know, for me, I I struggled with uh, learning how to manage all of our finances. Know he was deployed, that's all on my plate. And then there was this kind of power struggle for me, I think, when he would come back and get involved again. And um, we really lacked um, communication skills, and there was a lot of weird tension behind talking about money yes. um, and coming together and, and learning how to create that budget together. He would, you know, I'd maybe do something on my own, he would do something on our own, and we get frustrated with each other. You have to come to the table with the same intention in mind that hey, we're on the same team here mm -hmm. let's learn these skills together let's build this together let's educate both of our you know ourselves and and really get rid of maybe some of this weird fears that we have or things from our parents you know in our childhood of history of dealing with money and overcome those together that took us a long time to get to that place mm -hmm. we had many if we ever argued, it was probably about finances. Um, I mean, really. We we struggled to have healthy communications about money. And, and I 
from what I've seen, this is a very common problem. It's one of the leading yeah. causes of divorce. It, but the solution was right in front of us. We just didn't execute. It's called a budget. Yeah. And it, it's not uh, somebody does a budget and we kind of go by it. It is you sit down together, you figure out exactly how much money we make, what our expenses are, and what our financial goals are. Once we sat down and we broke through that barrier and we truly gave every dollar a name and we talked about it and we got on the same page, we were able to have such healthy conversations. And then if somebody strayed and overspent or splurged, we both already had that conversation saying, this is what we're going to stick to. So it wasn't, it wasn't calling out and people getting defensive. It was like, Hey, this is what we talked about. You know, I slipped up. We didn't, we didn't do what we were supposed to. And we moved on. It didn't become a real tension point. And it's also a great starting point for learning how to cast that vision together. Because once you figure out how much money you make, how much you can save and what you want to do with it, you can really sit down and say, this is where I want to be in five years. But if you don't know exactly how much money you spend every single month, there is no way you can possibly create a financial goal. Mm -hmm. And I found it, it's a very simple concept, but it had such a powerful influence on our marriage. And that was a really big starting point for us being really um, united in, in, in partners in this. Yeah. I think too, with that, the admittance, if you aren't comfortable or aren't strong with finances, I know going into my marriage, I knew a hundred percent. I wasn't good with money. And I was very upfront about it with my husband. And he was very upfront that he was very good at finances. And so like you guys did, we also came together and set up a budget and figured out what we were going to do. And that's helped not only a peace of mind, knowing that everything is taken care of and everything's planned out, which decreases marital stress. I think when you're at least at peace with some things, but also just having that understanding and that communication, like you said, is just so important to make sure that you're doing things together. You're on a team. You're looking forward. You're not holding each other back. You're building each other into something better, something bigger. And I love the idea of vision casting because I think in the military, sometimes you don't think that you can look out into the future when I think there's a difference between looking at the immediate future and looking at the bigger picture. And I think you can bigger picture image things in those three to five years. You don't have to know where you're going to be moving to. You don't have to know if it's MOS or her MOS is changing or whatever, but you can look at bigger picture. Where do you see your, you guys, where do you see your team going forward in you know the next three to five years, big picture? That's right. It allows you to finally focus and, you know, like Dave Ramsey says, what you focus on, you win at. Mm. And if, if you aren't able to really sit down and, and outline clear goals and things that are quantifiable that you can track, then it's just a dream and you're never really going to get traction that you need. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and speaking of Dave Ramsey, that is one of our tools. You know, we learn about, um, you know, the steps to a financial peace. And um, we also, you know, read a lot from Robert Kiyosaki, two very different perspectives on money, but we went through that journey kind of at the same time of educating ourselves and being able to have these conversations about finance in general that wasn't around you and me, you know, it was just, let's learn about what is money, how, yeah. can, how to, can it work, how can we use it to work for us, how do we generate more, um, and one spouse is always usually better with numbers or money, maybe both mm -hmm. if you don't like it. 
but there's so many tools out there to educate either one. And it's fine if one person's good with numbers, they may do all of the budgeting and making the Excel spreadsheet, but you have to come together and then make those decisions where that money is going. So everyone has accountability to each other. Yeah. Um, 100%. So you guys have talked about vision casting and finances and being aware of that. And so I think those are really awesome tools to put in what I like to call a marriage tool belt. And so how would you guys describe your marriage tool belt? So I, I think the first one we can hit on since vision casting and budgeting obviously are two huge ones for mm-hmm. us um, is self-development. Mm. Everyone wants to make positive influences on others and do great things. But until you focus on yourself, it's hard to accomplish the things that you can. And, you know, Mary Lane said something earlier that I really like. She said, it's not your spouse's job to make you happy. Mm-hmm. It's not their job to bring you fulfillment. Um, they're here to share that life with you. And, and ha- being married and a healthy marriage makes everything, in my opinion, better. It amplifies all of the good. But if you're not willing to work on yourself, then you can't really expect your marriage to grow or your partner to grow. Uh, there needs to be some self-reflection and some self-focus. Yeah, right. That's, I mean, that's how you develop self-awareness is doing that work on yourself. And really what that forces you to do is it puts a spotlight on your own weaknesses. And a lot of people don't want to do that. You know, you want to ignore those weaknesses, focus on your strengths, and then point out the weaknesses in someone else. And that right. will a relationship um any relationship yeah marriage friends friendships families um you have to take accountability of where you're lacking and making sure all your cups are filled and that goes um you know uh, one, one of the tools is also that spiritual work for us our faith is very important for us um and i know there's a big difference in me and how i show up as a wife and as a mother if I'm not spending time for in scripture and prayer and pouring into myself spiritually, it affects every single aspect of my life and every single relationship around me. Um, another tool that we're both extremely passionate about is counseling, mm-hmm. individual and couple counseling. The military um, community has a lot of resources available to where they make it free and affordable. Um, but even if you get out, you know, there's, uh, lots of resources out. Um, and that has been very powerful for both of us. And I think it's important early on in the marriage, um, to remove that stigma from both of you, make it a very, Hey, that's just something we're going to begin incorporating into our, our lives before things get really hard and, and rocky. Um, yeah, I think that, that before part's great. Um, we encourage people, whether it's marriage or self, develop a relationship with a counselor before you need it. Mm-hmm. When someone gets a, a massive bout of depression and they just don't feel like getting out of bed in the morning for a week, that's not the time where they're going to pick up the phone and go try to build a relationship or find someone that they can talk to. If you establish that in the beginning, then that is there for you whenever you need it. And it's a lot easier to pick up that phone to someone you've already sat down with 
than to try to find the energy to get on the computer and research and learn who it is. Let's go ahead and establish that now because we focus on every other aspect of our health except mental health. Yeah. It still has this stigma and it still is not a focus for people. And I think years and years down the road, we'll look back and be like, wow, you really, that was some medieval medicine. You really do that. (laughs) Definitely. Um, And then another tool that I'm going to touch on is learning each other's love languages, learning Mm -hmm. your own, learning um, your spouses. And um, yeah, there are quizzes you can take online. There are books. There's actually um, the five love languages for military couples. I think it's what it's called. We've been sending that out to some some of our people who um, are deployed right now. And um, there's also an app, I believe it's called Love Does. Um, you can look it up, but it's really important to be able to show up to your spouse and be able to speak to their love language. You know, it's not, again, it's not their job to make you happy, right? You need to show up to that of what can I do for my spouse, um, knowing who they are. And if both people come into that with that mentality, um, it will be very fruitful. And I think people just miss right there, right? You know, if my love language is different than hers, if mine's acts of service and acts of service is very low for her, yeah. I'm trying to express love in the way that I like receiving it, but it's not computing well to her because that's not how she receives love, right? right. So you really can have big misses there and both people in their mind can be saying, hey, I'm trying to show my love and it's just not, it's not working. Well, it's because they need, maybe they need physical affection. They don't need you to take out the trash or sweep the floor and vice versa. So it can be, um, it can be kind of eye opening, and it's a great thing to fall back on. Yeah. The app is called Love Nudge. Love Nut. Love Nudge. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I, I do. That's, I'll have to, put that up and I'll put it in the link um, for anybody listening if they want to check it out. But I do think what you said about the love languages, because I know like we've had so many conversations on this podcast alone about love languages, because I do think they're so important. And I think they're part of miscommunication in marriages in that you can be speaking two different languages and technically showing love in both languages. But if they're not that person's love language, they're just viewing it as you doing something that just doesn't resonate with them at all. And so being understanding and and knowing and knowledgeable of your own love language and your partner's love language is so important for just making sure that that couple feels as if they're being loved in the way that resonates the most with them. But I think those are all just phenomenal tool belt items. And so I'd love to kind of bring this all first full circle. Um, I normally ask the question for people that I interview and I asked Mary Elaine this when she was on the first time, but um, I normally ask, you know, what would, what's the one piece of advice you'd give younger you, you know, the day you became a military spouse, the day you became I do, but I'd love to ask you guys a derivative of that question, which is what advice would you give brand new military couples um, now that you've kind of been through it and you've had those years behind you. Um, so if you could go back to the day that you both became a marriage couple, um, a married couple, what advice would you give the pair of you? So something we have gotten a lot better at 
in later years is really spending deliberate time together mm -hmm. away from our children, away from distraction and date essentially. Yeah. Uh, we weren't always as good about that, especially in busier times of our life. And it's so easy for people in marriages to go months at a time and never really spend one-on-one -on -one time, especially if they have children, right? Yeah. So I think um, making deliberate time to spend together, doing things that bring joy to both of you is such a huge starting point. And it can just get overlooked in the chaos of the military lifestyle. Mm. Um, so that would be one of the big ones. Uh, the next one I would say uh, that I would give to us specifically for sure is sit down and do a Dave Ramsey full-on style budget and knock down this wall that has kind of, you know, hindered our communication for a very, very long time. Uh, it was just so instrumental for us. Yeah, definitely. Um, my, my advice um, and really what I could go back and tell, what I would want to go back and tell myself is, this is going to be a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> and most of this work is going to require you to spend some intentional time working on yourself. Mm. Um, I think I, I experienced lots of disappointments, you know, mm. disappointments from him, disappointments from um, timelines being changed and dates being changed and um, plans being changed and my life constantly being put, my desires, my dreams being put on the back burner. And that tested me a lot and forced me to focus on my own self-development. You know, before I could expect a happy life, I had to work on my own self-fulfillment. And that requires a lot of work and intentionality. No, I think those are all awesome, awesome pieces of advice, especially the being able to work on yourself and knowing that you have to develop because I, I agree with you what you guys said at the beginning is that it's you're constantly growing and self-developing and self-growing and that's just it's crucial for you to move forward in your partnership if you don't grow you're not learning anything and especially in today's times where so much knowledge is at our fingertips mm -hmm. you don't have to go to a library anymore to get information I can stick an earphone in and I can listen to books on tape and podcasts and all kinds of things from brilliant people uh, that are going to lay out a successful blueprint um, for people to take action with. So staying hungry to do so, especially when you're in that military grind where maybe you're stuck in a place for a year and a half, uh, your spouse and you can't find work. That's just part of the lifestyle. That doesn't mean that you can't focus on you and you can't develop yourself because you absolutely have the ability to. But we have to stay hungry to learn. And for me personally, school kind of ruined my view of educating myself. And it took a long time for me to wake up. And it's like, the, there's knowledge everywhere. And I can choose how I want, um, what I want to study and how I want to apply it. And it, it, uh, it motivated me again, but much later in life, unfortunately. Mm. No, I think that's, that's awesome. It, there's always room to grow and there's always room to improve and learn new things. Um, but I just want to thank the two of you so much for coming on and being our seasoned spouse merit example. And I think, especially from my perspective, this was a really fruitful conversation and there was a lot of 
awesome tool belt tools mentioned. And so I hope you, the listener, just got as much out of this as I did. Um, so Mary Lane and you all, I want you to just tell me where can listeners find you if they're interested in learning more about what you guys do, especially with BAUSA, where can they find you guys? So our website is hire, H-I-R-E-B-A-U-S-A.com. We are also all over social media at HireBAUSA. Uh, my personal email is maryelaine at HireBAUSA.com. Awesome. And I will link all of that in the Instagram post um, for everybody. If you want to see it or if you want to click on it later, you totally can. But again, thank you so much to our guests for coming on. If this is your first time listening to Call to Marriage, thank you so much for stopping by. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do not forget to like, rate, review, and subscribe. It helps us out so much here at Call to Marriage. If you have a question about military spouse life or you're just curious and want to know more, you can email us at ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com or you can email or DM me at Instagram at Call to Marriage. But again, thank you all so much for listening and I will talk to you guys in another episode. Bye.